This is a fourth hand production. I mean, I'm if you're if you're the person that's building it, right? You're building your own quantum room for your well-being or your bubble, whatever that looks like. I, I'm assuming you have the ability to shift, change, design, build, whatever makes your satisfaction for how you use it. Well, and I'd like to tack onto that. Like, is it like a structural thing? Is it something that you create, like, or is it something that you find and you go into? Yeah. So for me, I found it. Um, it just it just was there. It just it, or maybe it found me. I'm not sure how it right. all happened. But all of a sudden, I had a I had this misty place that I could do anything, and I and I called it the quantum room. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Uh, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental you know governmental? I don't know. Planes that they're building. Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot. Wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to the season finale of Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. Uh, I think with confidence, confidence, you say that. So 70%. Yeah, man. I tell you, I'll be honest with you. A, a single tear is rolling down my cheek. Um, yeah. You want to ask why? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, what, what happened? Why? What's going no, on? No, no. Just the last episode, man. Shit. Last episode, season six. We made it this far. Kind of, oh. I think anyway. So, Oh, I was just noticing during the intro that uh just because of the way our setup plays it in my headphones uh that it sounded like do you believe in the paranorman <laughs> that's actually a good show <laughs> yeah it's, it's a dumb, it's it's fun a dumb cartoon, sure. but it's fun so a lot of fun stuff out there yeah we checked out some movies um you know over the holiday the halloween weekend and now i was told by the uh wife that officially scary movie season is over she will not have much more to do with it whatsoever now that we're into the holidays. What if it's a Christmas scary movie? Well, that's what I'm going to try to push because, you know, like Krampus is on the list and some of this other stuff. And, you know, I don't know. I think I can get away with some of that stuff. I I, I have it on good authority that the Hallmark Christmas movies are getting dark. I get <laughs> fucking so, dark for Hallmark, dude. <laughs> really? Well, dude, Hallmark. Give, they get a little dark. They get a little I'll weird. I tell you what, you know what? Every now and again, I catch her watching. What is it? Lifetime Network. You know. Oh yeah. And, and they're always talking about burning a man down to the ground or fucking whatever. Oh, okay, okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever. You know, enjoy, enjoy that kind of that kind of shit. But uh, I think. Uh, they, what, what was your favorite spooky season movie? Now that it's over. Now that it's over. Uh, that's a tough. You know what? I, so I, I'll, I'll say this. Because I don't understand it, but now that I look back on it, I'm like, okay, I might have misreviewed it. So we went to the theaters to see this movie called Barbarian. and I've heard a lot about it. I also know we're not supposed to do any spoilers. There you go. Yeah, exactly. No spoilers. Like I said, the whole premise is, you know, you got a weird house. You got somebody staying in an Airbnb, and it just goes south. Let's just say that, right? Um, you got jo- uh, Justin Long, who's in it, if you know that actor. He's in Jeepers Creepers. 
Dodgeball, uh, you know, shit. He's been in a bunch of scary stuff. The pinnacle of his career was uh, Die Hard 17, Live Free or Die Hard. Is that, is that, well, was he in that one too? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. he was the hacker kid. And I think he was in, uh, wasn't he in Kevin Smith's Tusk? I don't know if you ever watched that. Wasn't he the one that he turned into a walrus or some shit? Uh, I don't remember. That but was just probably too. I don't. Anyway, let's just say he has a very astute career on doing a horror movie, so he's in it. Um, and we watch it, and and honestly, I was like, "What the fuck was that?" But then, I think that was the intended outcome from everything I've read. Was and why they're saying it? no. Spo- don't anyone talk about it. Don't anyone say okay, any spoilers. Right. Well, fair enough. Because it's supposed to be a what the fuck. Oh, and it then, is a what the fuck. I, you watch it again to try and figure out what the fuck. I, I now see that, you that know that's what, what it is. You know, it was one of those things where what the fuck, this is not good. But then the more I, I look back on the premise of it. Now I want to go back and revisit it and go, okay, wh- where am I missing something? Because it was just written. It wasn't written like a traditional horror movie. Let's just say that. It's just, yeah. I, re- I read a review yeah. about it that says there's a lot of like kind of weird, like time jumps and they use, they do, everything just enough to make it work without overdoing any of it. Something yeah, like that. Something, something. Yeah. The review I read was very favorable. It did contain spoilers. So I have kind of an idea about what happened in the movie. Um, and I'm not going to tell the audience what that okay. review was. Cause I don't fucking remember, honestly, yeah, yeah. it's enough. just something I came across on the interwebs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it sounded really interesting. It, it is. It is. You know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, like I said, I might rewatch it and see if I got a different perspective for it. But, um, you know, we saw that. We saw Halloween ends. Again, can't give that one away because everybody can guess what the fuck that was about. Uh, and then, Halloween ending? Oh, God. Probably not. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be rebooted again and again. Absolutely. And again. But anyway, at least twice, at least twice. But I will say one thing, and then, you know, we can roll on to the, the season finale here in the interview. And and you don't hate me for this, but <laughs> so Munsters, the Rob Zombie reboot. Yeah. I finally got, I probably watched it 12 times over. I get it now. I get why he filmed it. I get, it's all about visuals. It's about, so anybody who, number one, you know, all the haters out there, and I'm just going to say, cause I'm a Rob Zombie fan. Although, you know, a lot of his movies, I'm like, okay, I'm, where are you going with this? Cause he really hasn't had great movies as of recent. Can we agree with that? Because it's been uh, I would say as of recent, like last 10 years, 12 years, it's been. A, oh, it's I meant been. that to say, like, has he had any? Oh, he has. He has like House of Thousand Corpses is awesome. Devil's Rejects mm. is awesome. You know, mm. but, you know, this whole Munsters thing, again, he it's campy. It's hokey. The plot sucks. He took it right off the 1960s show. He kept it original. But the color and the visual and how he shoots it, turn off the lights mute it and just watch the movie. It's amazing. It's like visually amazing if you watch it on that respect. But so um, drugs need to be involved. Uh, maybe a few. Saying. Maybe a few. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, mean, I mean, did I beat around the bush with Adam F? Meh, fair enough. So you'd almost be proud of me. Um, I oh, yeah. started the black phone the other night. Oh, uh, got about 15 minutes into it and then switch it to the jazz game and they won. So oh, why well, I am proud of you. 15 minutes. That's a big chart. Yeah. Black phone's not bad. Actually, it, it was pretty good. Uh, it looked like a really good movie when it, like it was going to be a really good movie when I turned it off. Um, 
the missus watched the rest of it while I was at work the next day. And she was like, Oh, you would have absolutely hated it, which means it was probably really good. Um, yeah, yeah. It has like, there were a few scenes you would have had a really hard time with. And I was like, yeah, I bet they were probably in the trailer I watched, which made me not want to watch the movie. Yeah. Um, 100%. But like, I I really like those kind of like weird psychological thriller things, like kind of spooky, but like, uh, it's when they're like jump scares, like yeah yeah you're, you're not a, yeah you're does. not a jump scare guy you're not a blood and gore guy either this see you know, i'm not a slasher guy either. i don't like the slasher films take them or leave yeah them. you know i'm just never but i'll watch that, like a know? psychological thriller or even something that's like not necessarily psychological but like spooky but also yeah. not like selling me out with a cheap dude pops out from a shadow i know it's so fucking gimmick. annoying well and then yeah. they're they're filming like conjuring four again i found out i'm like ugh. but I, I did make the watch or the wife watch um uh, Ninth Gate with Johnny Depp. Remember that show? You ever seen? Yeah, that? and I remember the first couple times I watched it, thinking it was like spooky and crazy as hell. And then uh, Aubrey and I actually watched it again probably last year, and I was yeah. like, "This is like tedious and kind of boring." <laughs> it is, it is in a way, it's and like there's nothing shit scary down. about no, it. No, it's not. I mean, it's an interesting story. But Roman Plants, fifteen years you know? ago, you know, twenty years ago yeah. when I was living it, yeah. When it came out, yeah, I was like, "This is so fucking wild." <laughs> nice premise for sure, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, you and uh, 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 his name is escaping me. Uh, symbol, symbol, symbols and cinema guy. Oh, uh, Robert, Robert, Robert Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, is it Robert or Rod? And I didn't want to yeah. say the wrong thing, so I just <laughs> fumbled around for like twenty five minutes, but um. Yeah, you guys talked about that and like that part was like that part of that conversation was like actually like a highlight to me because I was like, oh, hey, one I've seen and like understand. <laughs> I freaking know what they're talking about. Well, and again, that's a, that's a movie. And I mentioned that movie because it's really deep on symbolism. I mean, I never even realized that he was fucking the devil at the end of the movie. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You. Oh, OK, cool. I mean, just a weird, I don't know. It was a, it was a cool premise for sure, but wife liked Horny it. Horny much think. Satan. <laughs> I know, right? For sure. But, uh, but no, you know, like I said, we checked now. Now we're moving into the holidays and uh, I think they have a, who is the guy? David Harbour. Does that ring a bell? Stranger yeah. Things? Oh yeah. I think I know where you're going with this and I've, uh, I've seen the trailers. Yeah. The Christmas, bad Christmas or something like that or whatever it's called. Uh, Nightmare Slayer something. Anyway, he plays this. I can't remember Santa. the, now that you're talking about it, I can't remember the title, but he's like basically Santa fucking shit up. Yeah. Which sounds fucking rad. Oh, it sounds awesome. Yeah. And of course, you know, I'll, I'll try to pigeonhole like bad Santa with Billy Bob in there, you know, cause technically that's a holiday movie. And so I can get away hey, with you, that stuff. You know what else is a, our Christmas movies mm-hmm. just to like add to your quiver. Sure. Uh, Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Very uh, true. Predator. Very true. Gremlins. Uh, Gremlins is a Christmas Gremlins. movie, technically. Yeah, yeah. No, not technically. Yeah. Very much a holiday yeah. movie. Gizmo is a Christmas gift. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah, wrap it. She uh, loves Gizmo. So, yeah. And uh, you know, for the nerds in the audience, they're doing a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on Disney I Plus. It looks that. like it's going to be fucking funny. <laughs> I saw that. Isn't Kevin Bacon in that fucking thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah their yeah, whole yeah. the whole premise is Star Lord is fucking bummed. Because it's Christmas and he's 
out in the galaxy. So they're going to bring Kevin Bacon to him as a Christmas present because he won't stop talking about Footloose being the best movie ever made. I I mean, why not? Right. I mean, if you're going to really wrap it all up in a bow, that's 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 the way to do it. There's some good shit. There'll be some good shit out there. And I will say, so the one cool thing, look, and this is mainly local. Anybody that doesn't live in Spokane may not know this, but um, you know who Bing Crosby is, right? You heard the guy, yeah, the old I crooner. Mean, I mean, a lot of people, some people don't know the guy. Uh, anyway. Yeah, 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 right. Uh, White Christmas, all that shit. So even though he wasn't born here, he went to college here. So for some reason, Spokane thinks this loser. is his hometown. I know, it's fucking weird. But we named a theater after the guy called the Crosby, go figure, the Crosby Theater. And, <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, funny. Way to think out of the box, right? Jokes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, every year, they do uh, Bing Crosby marathons at the theater. And they play White Christmas. And I got to say, White Christmas is, if I'm going to pick a holiday movie, that's my fave. I, I don't know why. It's just well done. It's kind of funny. It's wholesome. It's slap shoddy. It's just, I don't know. It's what it is. Is that the one where they're like in Europe during World War II? Yeah. And they're trying in, to in, get home in, yep. by Christmas or in, something. Into the war. And then in the war ends. And then they end up. They're crooners together, him and Danny Kay and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. George Clooney's It's, it's kind of like uh, that version of uh, Singing in the Rain, basically. Oh, there you go. Yeah, for, sure. Yeah, fair enough. But they do this Why marathon. Why do I know so much about the, I don't know. Jesus, Josh. You, you tell something we don't know. But, <laughs> but it's really cool <laughs> because they actually do it for the day, and it's like a marathon. So people show up with, like, Howl Apple Cider and whatever have you in the theater to watch, like, White Christmas on the big screen. And it's, Wait, and you it's, can bring your own drinks in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you bring. No, that would in. never happen here. Yeah, little little hot toddy in a flask. You know, you, you gotta love it. You gotta. So I do enjoy that. I enjoy that because it's you know it's hokey and it's tradition and it's kind of fun. So, and we will not actually be back for season seven until uh, January. So you know, for you guys, Christmas will be over, and that's I guess why we're bantering a little bit about the holidays. But um, with that being said, we've got an interline, interview lined up. A uh, really kind of a very interesting individual. Um, enjoyed the interview. Enjoy yeah. kind of how he sees things because it is a different spin. Um, his, name is, his name is Todd Wilcox. Very, uh, I don't know, took a lot of stuff from some how he does things. And again, some of it sounds, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Let me. Some of it sounds a little, I don't want to use the word hippy dippy, but I'm saying, you know, you, there might be some eye rolling when he first starts with his story. But it, I really, you boil it down to it's how he views it, it's his way of doing it. It's how his yeah. way of describing it. You, you know what I mean? So I don't It's think his way of describing something that is happening. It is happening. And it is happening. And I think so we kind of break it down towards the second half of the interview about different dimensions, different frequencies, where these things are picked up at, all you know, so it bear, bear with us because it does start kind of cool. He does this, but it 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 does come fortune somewhere around the around the end. So um yeah, it was a very fun conversation. It, it was. It was really fun. Really nice guy, and and he's kind of in our neck of the woods too, you know. So he he knows you, and he knows where we're at. Um, but anyway, unless you got something, man, let's uh, let's roll into that interview and uh, go from there. Open the gates. Over the last 40 years of Todd's life, he was looking for his purpose, just as many of us do throughout our lives. It then became clear, and at the same time, fairly simple. 
Quantum healing. Todd put his fascination with alternative healing, mental expansion, and the potential of how we can advance ourselves as human beings to good use and released a book called uh, Slipstream Shaman, Using Quantum Healing for Individuals, Communities, the Planet, and Beyond, as well as other books he has uh, in his pipeline soon to come out. So all to help us kind of be the best selves we can be, and we're excited to have him on the show. Todd, welcome to Strange Uncles. Thank you, Shane. Uh, when I When I heard the name of the show... There was no way I was not going to be on it. So thank you for having me. I love the name of your show. Uh, I like it when people have fun with, with the names as well as fun with the interviews. Absolutely. Like we're, we're pretty loosey-goosey over here. Um, we do, I'll be honest with you, we get questions about the name and, and we've had different guests on, so it's always nice when you mention it. I will say, you know, in the, in the whole uh, podcast world, you know, as you know, um, boy, it's hard to find an original name. And, and so far, this one, nobody's taken it. So I think we're, I think we're safe. So you did good. Yeah. Nobody's going to steal it. I, I don't think anybody's going to steal it, but oh, they uh, do. I, I want to know who they are. Trust me. Cause it, it took me a while to come out. There's a story behind it to be honest with you, but uh, maybe that for another, another time for sure. But, uh, but good. no, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate your time. You know, and I, I said in the intro, you know, you, um, very interesting, very amazing what you kind of accomplished. And I, you know, we start this a lot with a lot of our guests is we, we just kind of want to know kind of the origination story, you know, what, what led you to this? What what kind of, you know, whatever that journey, that process looked like for you uh, that led you down the path you're on, uh, what did that actually look like? Yeah, uh, so for a long time, for 30-plus years, I've wanted to, to look at ways of, of healing, of getting better. Um, you know, I've got a, a bachelor's degree in psychology. I've, I've studied NLP and, and uh, emotional freedom technique and, and hypnosis and every, everything you can think of along those lines, just looking for ways to make myself better uh, and also help people along the way. And what I didn't realize all that time I was prepping was that I would eventually find my uh, purpose, and you met in the in the intro. Mm-hmm. And when I found that purpose, it was just two words to help. And it seems very simple, but but we all know that simple doesn't mean easy. And um, right. so I, I did find my purpose, and I'd been building towards my purpose, not knowing it. When when this all came about, the the processes in Slipstream Shaman, about fifteen years ago, maybe a little bit more, I was on a paranormal team. And we were doing ghost hunts, different investigations like that. Mm-hmm. And when you're on those teams, you get to meet uh, people in other groups. And I become friends with several people in other groups. And one of them contacted me and invited me to be on a on a secondary group that would go to places that nobody else could help. Oh, okay. So if there was a haunting that the other groups just couldn't help, we'd go help them. And I said, mm-hmm. that sounds great. I would love to do it. But what are we going to do this different? I, you know, what we need to get some training. I don't know how to how to do what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, so we started looking around for different things, and the the first thing we found was a shaman that was going to teach us how to use energy to protect ourselves and others. And when she was teaching us about the energy, uh, she was putting her hands together, saying, "You're going to get this ball. It's shaped like a ball." Well, my energy was not shaped like a ball. And then she said, and it's going to be, I I don't even remember the color, let's say red. It's going to be red and it's going to be hot. Mm. Well, mine was light blue and cold and it wasn't shaped like a ball. (laughs) So I I couldn't get into what she was saying. You know, I I really disengaged. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I went home, I started practicing it on my own and found my energy and started experimenting. Mm. And I, I don't know if it was me just stumbling upon 
things or if it was the universe bringing it to me or if it was the different guides that I've picked up that that took me down this path. But it went from practicing finding my energy to uh, putting up protections for people to building a quantum, quantum, a quantum room and um, really finding out how amazing that was. It was a place that I could actually meditate. Uh, for 20 years, meditation was sit in a chair, try to clear my mind, and fall asleep for a half hour. Right. Um, never did get to whatever been, meditation been there, was been supposed there, to be. They're done that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. It, it, it might calm <laughs> and, you, but that's about, that's about the only yeah. product you have. Yeah. Right. But when I got into this quantum room, I was able to meditate. I was also able to invite things into the quantum room to, to interact with, um, ask them to be on a warrior team, you know, because we were going to places that they were having trouble with what they thought might be demons or bad spirits or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I figured we needed a warrior group to help with that. And so I, I asked, I said, who, who will come and be on my warrior team? And my quantum room is this misty place. It, picture being in a storm cloud is what it looks like. Now, wow. okay. as I've been teaching this to other people, there's a, it's across the board. One, one person, their room is in outer space, just out in the middle of space. One's on the moon. Some are in the water. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite one that I would love to, to see more of is um, one lady has stone steps going down to this pond in a tropical area. And sometimes she gets in the pond and floats around while she's doing the work. Sometimes she just puts her feet in it. Sometimes oh, wow. she sits on the, the steps and just looks at the pond. Um, so everybody's quantum room is different. Mine, mine just happened. I think the people that I've been working with kind of guide theirs, mold it and, and make it their own. But mine just happened. And it, mm-hmm. and it looks like the inside of a storm cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm in this room and I asked, you know, who wants to be on my warrior team? And the first thing through the mist uh, was this little beagle I used to have named Desi, um, the most beautiful dog I ever saw. When you look down at her, her, um, her back, the way her hair was, looked like she had wings, like Pegasus wings. Hmm. And uh, just a beautiful dog. But I'll tell you, if you were a rat or a snake or a dog that didn't belong in the yard, you were in deep trouble. And uh, she was the most ferocious, most protective dog I've ever had. And she also had the best nose I, I'd ever been around. So I thought, this is perfect. She can find anything and she will fight anything. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she was perfect. And then some other dogs came to me um, and, and some, you know, we'll call them fictional characters came to me to, to be a part of it. Um, and when you're in that quantum room, everything is real um, to what you're doing. And you're basically a superhero. You can do anything in there. So um, I would, you know, we, we created a warrior team and that was to help clear out these houses and help people. And then once it's, once it evolved into helping people with their health, um, I realized that we needed more than just the warrior team. And so we created a love team to give them good love energy to fill them up after we, we removed whatever was going on with them. So, so I, I have a warrior team, a love team. And then recently um, seven generations join and it's the seven generations of the people that I'm helping uh, both present. I mean, both future and past generations come to help them. And that's how we round out a session. First, the warrior team removes any companions or parasites. The love team fills them up with love energy so they can really heal. And we also heal the parasites and the, and the uh, companions. 
And then the seven generations surround the people to really give them that connection and love and protection that they need. And, you know, it's kind of a long story about how it all started, but that's, that's what we are now. Well, so a couple questions for you, Todd. So, I mean, I'm assuming you knew kind of the, I I guess, you know, we talked about what the traditional belief system of of shamanism is. Mm -hmm. You you had a basis to that, correct? Like when you were introduced to the shaman, like you kind of had a reference point of what that was. Yeah, and you know, not the best reference point to be honest. It's it's what I saw on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the witch doctors, the voodoo right, uh, right. priest, the the shaman. Because every every know, culture has one, and they call it a different. You know, sometimes different, a different whatever happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't I don't do robes or or potions or or make them starve or take drugs or anything. Um, but I do I do many times use rattles to help us focus our energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as studying traditional shamanism, no, this is, this is my version of shamanism version of and, and how I perceive it. And, and the reason slipstreams on the front of it is because of, you know, we need speed. Mm-hmm. We don't live in a world where you can, um, be buried in some dirt for three days to have a small breakthrough. We, we don't have that kind of time anymore. Right. And so everything has to be fast. And what the slipstream does is, um, you know, picture you're driving on the freeway and a, a diesel comes by. Um, Josh, you probably just had that happen on your way in. And, you know, it, it pushes Indeed. you off the side and then sucks you back over when it goes by. Yeah. And if you get behind it, now you're going faster than you were and your RPMs go down, you're using less energy, you're being pulled along in that slipstream. And, and that's what's happening here. Once you heal, um, it's going to heal to your past, it's going to heal to your future, and it's really just going to push you forward and, and make things better. And that's where the slipstream part of it came from. So is that <laughs> more to get to that that definition of what slipstream is? I, I would imagine this is all practice, right? How you view things, how you concentrate, how you put all yeah. this together. I'm, so I'm curious a little bit when you talk about the seventh generation, like I, I understand the, the different, I guess, categories, if you will, you know, in your quantum room, your team, whatever you call them. But when, mm-hmm. when it comes to the seventh generation, you're, you're talking future, past, present type thing. Hey, could you go into detail a little bit more of that? Because I just I want to understand yeah. what that is. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fascinating. Absolutely. So when when a person comes in, and, and maybe let me just take you through the process of somebody okay. real quick so you get a little bit better idea of the whole thing. So so I will somebody will I'll find out that somebody needs a healing. They may ask in person, they may have a friend ask for them. Um, however the case is that we get in contact, but I will invite them into the quantum room and then Typically, it starts off with Desi sniffing around and, and finding where they have an issue. And she'll pull, pull something out of them. Um, a lot of times when people are having heart issues, um, she finds like a towel, a rag, a blanket, something like that, wrapping around the heart, kind of constricting it. Mm-hmm. And she'll pull that out. And we, we get that, that out of the person. And then we debride it. So we give it a bunch of energy to clean it off and get it ready for healing. Like you would if somebody gets burned and they have to remove the skin, mm-hmm. uh, the debriding there. Um, so we're going to debride this thing, get it ready for healing. And then we blast it full of love energy. So what started out as a rag wrapped around somebody's heart now is going to evolve to the energy it was meant to be. 
Um, and it might be a flower that just stays there and is happy. It might turn into a bird that flies away. It, it, could, um, it could be a rock that rolls away. Typically, it's something that moves on, but not always. I've had just, you know, like a tree grow or a garden. Sure, um, sure. It, you never know what the energy is going to change to. And so um, the companions are things that started out as something positive. As an exam, and then you outgrow it. It just doesn't help you anymore. So picture a little boy being screamed at by his dad, and um, he he just goes internal, puts his head down, kind of tucks his arms in, lets the lets the storm go by. His self defense mechanism, yeah. Yes, dad leaves, and so he says, "Okay, that's that's how I can handle conflict." Well, that works great with dad when you're three. Not so great with the kids in first grade, even worse in junior high, even worse in high school. It's right. an absolute disaster when you're out at work because now every time you have a conflict, you go internal and you don't talk yeah. to people. Not good for marriage. Uh, right. So, yeah. <laughs> so something that, that started off <laughs> as positive has turned into a problem, um, even though it wanted to be positive. So what we're doing is releasing that energy so it can go back to being what it was meant to be. Um, and something positive to help other people or even help that person again. Uh, and then we have things called parasites that started either with a negative intention or coming from something with a negative intention. And, and that something could be a, a, um, a, like what people would call a demon or an alien. Um, it, that, that's a kind of parasite that I find on people. And also things that just started off with bad intentions. And in the second book, the one I'm writing right now, I talk a lot about road rage. And you think about how mad you get and the thoughts you have and how, how violent you get. You know, even if you're not running somebody off the road, you're screaming at them. And they mm-hmm. don't even know you're screaming at them, but you're losing your mind. And, and I, it sounds, I like you, sounds like you used to drive in Salt Lake traffic. That- <laughs> oh, I've, yeah, up and down, up and down the Wasatch Front. Yeah, I've, I've been all oh, through that. And, uh, but, yeah, and so I think a lot of them are coming from that. And so I'm really working on, on clearing that up. Hmm. Um, but uh, so that's the parasites. And we, we again, we're going to debride those things after we get them off the person and give them energy so that they can fulfill what they should be, which is something positive. Now, can I ask something real quick there, Todd? If yeah. You don't mind? yeah. So when you talk about parasites, um, do you find that, and this may be more generic than anything, but as individuals, as people, you know, we all have things that we climb onto, parasites that happen. Do you think we create them more? That's more percentage that we have created those things, or they just get attached to us depending on scenarios, situations? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, w- I would say probably most of them are self-inflicted, but, mm-hmm. but on accident. Sure. I don't think okay. it's something we purposely try, but there are some that, you know, there's some people that want to be miserable, and they, they find these things and they create it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, most of the time they're self-inflicted and it could be just a stray energy attaching to them and growing, um, which is why I'm really wanting to, to work on the, the whole uh, road rage with, uh, on a worldwide level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes there, there's something that's just bad, um, whether you want to call it a demon, an alien, or just negative energy. Sure. Um, there's, there's kind of three different things that it could be. And, um, and so after, after let, let's just, let me just give a better example. I worked with a lady that was on my radio show and she mentioned she was having health problems. And I don't like to know a lot about what the problem is. I just, I just want to know that they're, that they're struggling and need help. Sure. And uh, so she told me to go ahead and do it. Desi pulled a rag from around her heart. And then we, we filled that area with love, got her sealed up so that nothing else would get in there and cause trouble. 
And then we took that rag, debrided it, cleaned it up, gave it love energy, and it transferred, it transformed from a from a worn out little rag looking thing into this beautiful little boy with, with blonde hair, curls, blue eyes that looks up at this lady, just a great big, nice smile and then walks away. Hmm. Um, good energy going out to the universe. Wow. Okay. And, um, and then we filled her with love um, and, and got her healing and, and her heart, her heart went from uh, the doctor was worried that she was going to die from what she was having trouble with to a month from, from that, that uh, session, uh, the doctor said, you know what, you're looking better. We're not going to increase the medicine. And in fact, I want you to come back in two months and we may decrease it, wow. which, okay. which is what happened. And then over the course of a year, she got off the medicine and she's wow. doing great. She does kickboxing and dancing and all kinds of stuff to have fun wow. and stay in shape. Um, and I'm, I'm not a, I'm not saying that I'm a doctor, uh, but what I believe is happening is they're, they're getting great medical care, but there's some energy problem inside their body that's keeping it from, from taking it, from accepting this, right. this medical care. And what I do is, is release that energy and help the energy flow the right way so she can get the care she needs and heal and, and get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's with a doctor, sometimes without. But I don't want people to think that I'm saying don't go to your doctor because you, you still need to go to your doctor. I'm just I'm yeah. here to, to assist. And, right. so, yeah. And then um, so once once we get that done, we get her healed. We get her filled with love. Now I call in her seven generations. And so seven oh, generations okay. from her past come in, seven generations from her future come in and they surround her. And and sometimes. Sometimes it's just a big group hug. Sometimes it's, it's like jumping up and down. Sometimes they're shaking each other, um, uh, hugging, jumping, dancing. Um, sometimes they're very, a lot of energy. Sometimes they're just standing there. Everybody's is different. But most of the time when that seven generations comes together on both sides, I start to see symbols and different things. I just tell the people what they are. I don't try to interpret it. Like I might, I might see a bunch of capital S's and I'll tell them that. And sometimes it means something, sometimes it doesn't. Or I might see a color. And again, sometimes it, it means something, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it means something later. Um, and I don't always hear about it. You know, they might figure out what it is a month later. Right, right. Someone that comes back that type thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that healing that we did, um, it when and then we bring the seven generations in it's the energy is going backwards to the past generations to heal whatever might've started this problem, you know, mm-hmm. that's going on now. Okay. And then goes forward into the future generations to make sure things like this don't reoccur. And and that's why the seven generations come in and then it's to give you protection is to give you love. And it's just to really increase that connection. Now, these aren't just, blood relatives. So somebody's saying, well, how am I going to get seven generations? I'm, I'm a only child and I have no children. Right. It's, it's more than just your DNA, or maybe we don't even understand DNA all the way, but it's, it's more than just blood relatives. It's people in your spirit group. It's, it's close friends. It's uh, people that are from your past, their friends and relatives that create things for the future. So it's not just, you know, it's not just your kids and your grandkids and great grandkids. It's much, it's a much bigger thing that's coming in. It's people that share the same energy that you have. So uh, can I I ask something on, on long? And again, this may be off, but does that also include uh, possible past lives? 
things certain. I mean, your energy is kind of bound up however it is. And it's been, well, you know, I mean, I've had a couple of past life regressions and, and they're phenomenal to be honest with you. It's kind of amazing. It, is that any part of that too? Being that it's yes. kind of similar? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there is, if, if a lot of the people in the, in the back generations mm-hmm. are past life, nor would I be surprised if some of the people in the future generations are future lives. Right. So, right. Um, and you're, you're healing yourself in the future to, to have a better life there and, and a better visit. Yeah. Yeah. Ama- uh, yeah. Amazing stuff. I think so. How long have you been doing this? Like I, I can't, I was, I got the book on order, but I haven't, haven't received it yet. How many years have you've done this kind of a therapy and this kind of a healing uh, in regards um, to yeah so it started evolving about 15 years ago uh, where it got to the point that it is now was probably five to six years ago mm-hmm. uh, before that it was it was something similar but it really took a lot of work I had rattles I had drums it really took a lot of work to keep the energy focused right um, as I learned how to build the quantum room and things like that once I had the quantum room and started testing things everything went really fast and and so about five, maybe six years ago is okay. when this okay. this form of it yeah. came to fruition, and and I've just been working with people. Now, when you um, talk about the quantum room, and and it may be different again for you or for somebody else, but does that change? In I mean, I'm if, if you're if you're the person that's building it, right? You're building your own quantum room for your well being or your bubble, whatever that looks like. I, I'm assuming huh? you have the ability to shift, change, design, build, whatever makes your satisfaction for how you use it. Well, and I'd like to tack onto that. Like, is it like a structural thing? Is it something that you create? Like, or is it something that you find and you go into? Yeah. So for me, I found it. Um, it just, it just was there. It just, it, or maybe it found me. I'm not sure how it right. all happened. But all of a sudden, I had a I had this misty place that I could do anything, and I and I called it the quantum room. Um, the people that I work with, and that's what this book's all about, is teaching you how to do it. The people that I work with, they for the most part have developed their own. They they have something okay. in mind of what they want it to look like, and and they they build it more at a different process than what I did where I just kind of found it and it happened. They more build theirs. And that's why they have, um, frankly, some really cool things. They, you know, like the inside of their favorite, one guy's the inside of his favorite uh, muscle car. Um, Another person was on the moon. Another's out in space. Many are underwater. And, um, and then the one I told you about with the nice stone stairway and the, and the pond, um, so yeah, there's all kinds of rooms and I'm, I get excited um, every time somebody shares what their room shares is as they read is, the yeah. book and what they find. Now yeah. mine has yeah. evolved. Now, instead of just being in this, in this mist surrounded by mist, uh, I have the mist on three sides of me and uh, on top and, and below, but directly in front of me, it's open now. And there's a, there's just this nice field, meadow, whatever you want to call it. It has some trees, um, some grass to lay in and sunshine. And I just, I'll, I'll go out there and do work sometimes and just lay down in the sunshine and, and do the meditation and the work. And so I can kind of move out of what started as my quantum room into this new part of it. Uh, maybe it's kind of like the TARDIS where it's bigger on the inside and, you know, you can do it. Right, you right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know, so for my, for me, it has evolved as has my energy. My energy started out as light blue and cool. It's still very cool to the touch, but now it looks something like something between a sparkler. And if you shine a very bright light through a very big diamond, 
um, something, oh, okay. you know, in those areas, it's kind of a, alive yeah. now. And it's, so it's changed over time and, and that's happened with some people, but you know, my energy is just um, kind of a glowing mass. I, I work with a young lady in Washington and she's got these just energy streamers flying all over the place when she does hers. Hmm. It's very, very kinetic, very active. Um, another one has kind of a gold energy and it's, it's thick, kind of like honey and it moves fairly slow. Um, so everybody's is different and that's okay. Uh, don't think that it has to look like mine or anybody else's. It's, it's yours. And um, right. one of the things I stress in this book is as you're reading it and as you're working on it, if something doesn't ring true, if something seems odd, adjust it a little bit until it's right for you. And, and once you get that resonance for you, you're on the right track. So right. don't don't think you have to do it exactly like me because you don't. Yeah. Yeah. It fits every individual. So I'm assuming that that energy you're discussing, that vibrance, the look, the color, that kind of coincides with what we know as auras. Is that is that off or it, is that right? It could. Okay. Um, and, and I don't see auras on people. Sometimes I see their energy when I'm working with them. But yes, it could be part of our aura. Um, I can't, I can't see mine. I don't, I don't see one, you know, on me. So I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I do cover myself with that energy for protection. And so people that see auras may see that and think it is my aura and, and it very well could be. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, Todd, if you don't mind, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go back. I've got a, we've got a couple more questions in regards to the therapy, the book. Um, and then I'd like to kind of dig a little bit into some of the other paranormal experiences, some of your, you know, what your viewpoints are, some of your research, if, if that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. It's all fun. Okay. Absolutely. Fantastic. Everybody uh, stand by. We'll be right back. Believe in UFOs felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain. Contemplate the other side of reality. Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. All right, and we're back with Todd Wilcox. Uh, he is the writer of Quantum Healing, or sorry, Slip, <laughs> Slipstream Shaman. I apologize. Using Quantum Healing for individuals, communities, the planet, and beyond. Um, one thing that I'm curious on, on stuff like this, and Josh, feel free to kind of pipe in wherever, but when you do these sessions for someone, uh, have you ever had bad experiences? Not necessarily maybe what the person is bringing negativity, something that maybe pins you to a corner, something you couldn't just hard to kind of work out of, like anything that really, really frightened you more than anything. Yeah. And, you know, as you're doing this, you're in a room that you feel like you're a superhuman, right? You're a superhero. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're a cross between the Hulk and, and Superman and, and everything you can think of. You can just do anything you want. And so when you do run into something weird, um, something wrong, it, it's shocking. And that's only happened a couple times. And the, the first time it happened was with a friend of mine, Ron, and it's in the book. And I, I hesitated to even put this part in um, because of the violence in it. I, I, want, I want to do positive things for people. I want to help. I want to, I want to make things better. And so right. I hated to talk about the violence. It really bothered me to talk about the violence. Um, but you know what, I, I, at the end of the day, I knew I had to just tell the truth. 
and that that was part of it. So Ron is is a man that lives uh, in East Carbon, Utah, um, just just outside of Price. Okay. And he he has had um, heart trouble for it started about six years ago. Um, no, about five, yeah, about six years ago, and and five years ago I started helping him. He's a friend of mine. Uh, we met from my radio show. And he's he's been abducted. Uh, he has seen Bigfoot. He you know he's lived he's lived the life. Wow. And he's wow. just a great guy. And here he is with heart trouble. So I'm heartbroken because he's my buddy. And so I I ask him if I can do a session, and I do. And I do about three of them, and, and it's helping. He feels better, but it only lasts for a week, and then he feels bad again. And uh, we're doing a session, like the fourth session, and uh, I see this tube is hooked into his back. Um, just picture like a um, uh, oh, like on a sci-fi movie where a ship is hooked to another ship, and they send those grappling um, tubes to him that, right. that mm-hmm. clamp on. Kind of looked like that. And so I, I see this thing hooked to his back. I, I undo it and move it, and, and I can see that it was sucking energy from his heart. And um, so I have, I have my, my love team come in and start giving that area love and, and, and protecting it and taking care of it. And I turn to the tube, and I'm, I'm wanting to know where it's coming from to see what's going on. And, and as I think, what, where is this attached? Um, I see the tube go into the mist of my quantum room, and then for the first time ever, it opens up, and there is an alien staring at me. Oh, and, wow. Uh, wow. and it was one of those um, like ET moments where we're both kind of scared and screaming at each other. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it, it changes being scared and just blasts me with energy that knocks me out. And, uh, and when I come to, I, I'm pissed. I'm really upset. I, I, I want to get this thing. So I go back in, same thing happens. This thing knocks me out again. And so I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. I at least got it unhooked from Ron and, um, and I, I called him and I, I told him about it. And Ron is the only name in the book that's the real name. Um, and okay. he, he doesn't mind if people know. Sure. Um, but, um, and I, I told him what had happened and he kind of freaks out. And he says, three years ago, I was, I was in a, in a um, hypnosis session and they were doing a regression on me. And just in the middle of it, I start freaking out and screaming. This is Ron telling me this. Mm-hmm. Start freaking out and screaming that a triangle-headed alien is trying to kill me. And and I had described this thing to him, and it had a great big a head about five times the size of mine, shaped like a triangle. Mm-hmm. And um, and he was and he got freaked out when I told him that, and he hadn't told me about that experience. Um, I'll be damned. But huh. he he had seen that thing during hypnosis. So. Um, I, I'd gone in after it twice. I, I waited a couple of weeks, built up some energy, went in again, same result. Uh, talking to a friend, I, you know, I talk with different energy healers and, and she says, okay, uh, Marine, instead of going in guns a blazing, <laughs> how about you use that love team you keep talking about? Let's see what they can do. And so this time I got the love team together, got their energy focus, 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 ready to blast got that thing to open the window and I hit that thing with, with love as hard as we could just filling it with love. And I don't know how long we went. Um, time is strange in the quantum room. You, uh, you might spend five minutes, physical body, five minutes um, where the stuff you're doing in quantum is, is hours. 
And you can have the opposite thing happen where your body, hours have gone by, but only five minutes in the quantum room takes place. So time is completely different there than it is here. Okay. Um, So uh, we're blasting that thing with energy for a while until it just like, like can't take it anymore and, and sort of just fell back and disappeared. And I lost the, I lost the, the view of it. And I thought, okay, maybe I've taken care of it. And, and Ron got a lot better and he got better for about two months and then it started going bad again. Oh, geez. And I went back in, saw that that tube had reattached. So instead of going after this thing, I, I leave the quantum room and I'm trying to think, how am I going to do this? And I, I uh, went back into my quantum room without Ron and I asked my my spirit guides to come help me, and they they had me sit down. Um, and my my spirit guides, I have different levels of guides. I have three guides that are very alien looking, um, mm. that are my high level guides, and then I have two animal spirit guides, a a bull elk and Sasquatch, and then I have the all the animals that help me that are. I believe that there are spirits of animals I've had and spirits of animals that I've known and, and just spirits that want to help of animals. Um, recently, a giraffe started helping, and I don't know where that came from, but it's really effective okay. on things. So um, so I'm talking to my high-level guides, and they told me to sit down. And while I'm sitting there talking to them, I feel myself getting bigger and stronger and, and very powerful. The muscles are just swelling in my arms and legs and neck and and chest, and I'm like turning into the Hulk kind of a thing. I'm just getting big and big, and and I can just feel this power. And and they tell me, you are going to uh, rip, drive, 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 slam up, slam down, smash. Hmm. And as soon as they said smash, they were gone. The 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 side of the the quantum room opened. There was the alien. The rip was ripping open his ship and going inside. The drive, drive, drive was me grabbing him like a linebacker would, a running back, driving him backwards into a wall, slammed him up into the ceiling, smashed him down on the floor, and then just started compacting him, just shoving him together into a ball. And um, and I, I bloodied him up pretty bad and broke him up pretty bad. I could hear things breaking in him. And then I sent his ship into the sun and watched the ship and him incinerate in the sun. Mm. Now, that was about five years ago. Ron's heart's been running at about 13% ever since. And they gave him, you know, three weeks to live six years ago. And he's still around. And again, I don't know if if I'm the, the biggest reason or the partial reason, but getting that that thing off of him allowed his body to at least stabilize where it wasn't taking energy from him anymore. Right. And that was the biggest problem. It was, it was killing him by taking Suck, his energy. Dry. Wow. True parasite. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Quick question with that. When you, and I guess this is a good lead way in, into some of the other realms if you must, but when you, you talk about this, you, you know, it was an alien, it was a tube. This is what do you believe? And it's hard to word, I, I guess, hope bear with me, Todd, but do you think there's other, dimensions things that we we don't pick them up maybe this alien this entity this parasite whatever you want to call it lives it, it's a thing but it lives on another dimension lives on another frequency and just has found that way do you do you think that there's a tie-in there i do and i i think a lot of the things that we interact with um i i think a lot of the uh, alien you know extraterrestrial sh- 
dips can go trans-dimensional. I, I truly believe Bigfoot is trans-dimensional. Trans I knew it. Thank you. <laughs> we've, we've had guests go back and forth on this show, whether it's a thing yeah, or it's interdimensional. I, all that. I think many ghosts maybe as well. And yeah. I, I sometimes wonder if, you know, when I'm on a ghost hunt, if it wouldn't it be funny if me and my group are, are standing in a place that, that's by a very thin veil, you know, so we call it haunted, but mm -hmm. because we can hear stuff from the other side. And I'm wondering if maybe there's another paranormal group on that side of the, of the veil doing the same thing. And, and they're picking up what I'm saying as an EVP and I'm picking up what they're saying as an EVP. And we both think it's haunted, but it's really just two groups of people yeah, in yeah. different <laughs> dimensions yeah. that are able yeah. to, to interact in a very thin spot. Yeah. I mean, view I points, actually right? really like that idea. Also yeah. like, what if it's just you guys on either side, <laughs> like scared, each you other. know, 20 minutes away from each other. Like, you know, you're getting responses from you in the future. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's a lot. it makes more sense than most of the theories out there. And we're, you know, at this point talking about ghosts, things like that, or even cryptids, whatever else that, you know, people see, mm -hmm. I think, you know, without having a strong, you know, how to account for this stuff, how to verify this thing or prove it, that theory is about as solid as any other theory. If, if you really yeah. ask me, yeah, I mean, it, it works for me. I've talked to, I, I've lost count of how many people I've talked to that have um, been, had alien experiences. You know, you can call them an experiencer, being abducted, whatever. It's up to them to decide what they want to call it. Ron says, I was abducted against my will. I didn't want any part of it. Um, other people call it an experience. Um, but so many of them talk of seeing Bigfoot, of seeing creatures that could be something like Mothman, um, of other, you know, weird creatures. Intermixed uh, into that whole thing. Yeah. I, yeah, that the, they see them on the ship with them. And so it's, I, there, there's some kind of connection. I don't know exactly what it is, but um, I, I think they're all tied together. And there's, to me, the, the best explanation seems to be transdimensional. Yeah. Um, and I would like to just say something about the, the sessions I do for people. Sure. I don't charge for those. Those are free. So if anybody goes to my website, slipstreamshaman.com, sends me an email, which is just slipstreamshaman at Gmail, um, and asks for a healing, I do it. It's free. Oh, wow. I, okay. I don't charge. I don't ask for a donation. It's just part of what I do to help as, mm -hmm. as part of my purpose. So, you know, if they're having trouble with something and they would like me to, to help, um, does it, does it fix everything a hundred percent? No, but what we know from the observer observer effect in quantum mechanics, that just by putting intention on something or attention, excuse me, attention on something, it changes it. So, you know, we may only fix 5% of what's going on, but 5%, you know, as, as things grow, that becomes something substantial over time. Absolutely. And sometimes we fix 100%. So um, even if it's a very little change, it, it is a change that, that will help. And, and there, is, there is zero charge on that. It, there's no trick. Yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, bait and switch into something. It's something sure. that I do. That's, that's awesome. That's Actually, very that's, nice of you. That's refreshing. Yeah, we don't really hear that a lot, you know, because, I mean, obviously, you know, that there's something that there's a talent you have and a service you provide, you know, and a lot of people – you know, and I think that it gets a bad rap too, because, you know, in this fringe field, we talk about this all the time, you know, I, I personally believe in psychics. Do I believe that they're all psychic? Absolutely not. I think there's people out there and charlatans, uh, you know, sometimes it's yes. worse, sometimes it's less. It's just, you know, it makes it, makes it really tough, you know, for somebody who really is trying to seek help 
and what direction they need to go, you know, to find that. Yes. So, and, and also I want people to understand that I'm not, I'm not talking down to anybody that does charge. I, you know, the Reiki healers that do it, hypnosis people, I'm not saying that that's bad, but for me, this, this, like you said, it's a gift. It was something that was given to me um, that I've, you know, I've worked on developing, Mm -hmm. developing it, but it was a gift to me and I don't feel right about charging it. And so I don't, Um, I do want, to do this full time in the future, and that's that's where the book and Instagram and YouTube sure, and, sure. and and other training right. teaching people how to do it will come in. But as far as doing just sessions for people, I don't charge for that. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, I, I just have a couple follow up questions. I think one kind of back to the alien controversy because you know we hear this a lot, and we hear like you talk about experiencers. Some of them have a, a very awful nightmarish experience with being an abductee. Right. And some of them find it. It's not even close to what that. What do you think that is? Do you think that's the mentality of the people that are experiencing it and how they're framing it? Or do you think it's an external thing on on that? Let's just say aliens, for example, their side, how they're working with their perception towards us and what they're doing towards us. Yeah, I, I think there's there's several things going on. Um, there are people, um, I have relatives that are this way, that no matter what the situation, it's bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me tell you how horrible this was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know and, and it, there's some people, it's just going to be that way. And then, then you're on a spectrum to where, you know, somewhere down the line, everything that this person encounters is great. You know, so there's, there's part of it that's, that's based on the person's personality mm-hmm. and expectations. And there's part of it that um, some of the alien interactions are very great, very um, healthy, very happy interactions, and some are not. Right. And it's just like, you know, you walk down the street and, and some people you're going to run into are great and some people are, are problem children. And so, you know, the aliens aren't any different. Uh, and so that's, that's what I think happens with some of them. And, and some of it's our own doing. I, um, I had an experience I for years, even before I had my radio show, but really bad once I started the radio show, um, I would say, I can't wait until an alien tries to abduct me. I'm going to, I'm going to take over the ship and go explore the universe. (laughs) I'm going to commandeer that ship. Right. I was really smart about it. And one day I'm staying in one of those little L shaped motels that are along the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they used to, they're, they're really classy ones. A, yeah. They yeah, used yeah, to yeah. have a swimming pool, but now it's like filled in with rocks or something. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love staying in those. I don't know why, but I, I was in one of those and I, I peeked out the back window and I could see some broken down vehicles, some uh, refrigerator, some other appliances, just kind of garbage out in this field. And, um, I laid down, I was watching TV, fell asleep. And when I woke up in the middle of the night, the, the TV was off and that entire back wall was gone. Oh, wow. It was, it was open. And these aliens were walking into the room and um, there was, there was a big insect one. There was, there was about four different heights of gray aliens. There was this thing that looked like a, a, tumbleweed Mm uh there was a lot of different things there there was the there was a traditional nordic um a lot of different aliens and they took me off the bed surrounded me and made it clear that they didn't think i was funny talking about that i'd be able to take over their ship and and they were going to prove to me that i would not be able to and that i better stop making fun of it 
And um, and I, I got the, the impression real good that I needed to, to stop this. And they said, and just to make sure you understand, you're going to be sick for three days. Hmm. And, uh, and I was deathly ill for three days. It was the worst flu I ever had. I was wondering if maybe I had radiation poisoning uh, or, or what the case was. Now, now Todd, but, I'm just throwing it out there. It couldn't be because you stayed at that really classy <laughs> hotel. Yeah. Had nothing to do with it. yeah. Maybe, maybe years of people using meth in it. I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it could have been the, the motel. <laughs> no. It could have been, I was already sick and having right. a hallucination, but man, I'll tell you what, that, Crazy. that seemed awful real. And, and uh, it was dead on and it was, wow. it, it was a, it was a game changer. And sure. I, I didn't even talk about it for, for several years and and now I just do it to make sure people understand that it's not funny to make fun of them. And, right. and uh, you're, you're not going to take it over. I would tell that to my guests and they would get really concerned. Huh. Um, I'm talking to Dr. Uh, Jacobs, the, um, uh, the professor that's done thousands of, of hypnosis regressions on people and uh, David Jacobs. And he, he says, Todd, stop talking like that. You're not going to, this is bad. You need to quit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was very concerned for me. And, um, and then people that have been abducted were very concerned for me. And after the interview, we'd be talking and, and they would say, you've got to stop that. What you're, what you're saying is going to get you in trouble. And it, it ended up getting me in trouble. Yeah. That's crazy. So that, that's, that's just amazing. Um, I don't, so, you know, it, it's amazing. Your experiences. Number one, thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, your book again, Slipstream Shaman. Uh, wait, you said you had another one in the works. I, I don't know if you're privy to share that or what that sure. might look like. Yeah. So Slipstream Shaman 2 is is about trauma release. Okay. Trauma, trauma liberation. And it's and it it was originally geared towards first responders. Uh, my sister approached me, she knows a lot of firemen and um and said that they get a lot of um they hold a lot of trauma on them, all the things they see and that they're involved in and they can't let it go. And they have this like cloud over them and, and it, and it weighs them down and it hurts them and it makes them separate from their families. And, and as I'm talking to more people, I realize that police do the same thing. Members of the military do the same thing. Right, right. Doctors do the same thing. Nurses do the same thing. And it, and it goes all the way down. Servers at restaurants, what do they remember? They don't remember the thousand people that were nice to them this week. They remember the one that the, screamed the one at asshole, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so we need to let that trauma go. And so that's what this book is about, is finding okay. ways to let that go. And I did a one of the things in the first book is is called a polymodella, which is a many healings. And so that's aimed at doing one healing, uh, you know, a, a healing right now. It affects multiple people over multiple years. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so whenever they read it, they get the energy and it happens. And so oh, I did yeah. one for road rage and it helped me immensely. Um, I've, I've done about a thousand miles of driving over the last five days and it's, it's really wow. changed my behavior. And I think the people around me's behavior. So um, it's, it's going, going well that way. That book should be out mid-November, um, close. It might be okay. more towards the end of November, but I'm trying for mid. And then the third book is going to be um, focusing on kids. And it and it's going to focus on kids that are sick. It's going to focus on how kids can um, uh, achieve more. You know, there's, there's going to be a, a couple different aspects to it. It's not just yeah. to you know, only get it if you're sick. It's do you, do you want to expand your, your consciousness? Do you want to um, really set great goals? Those kind of things, as well as, as how to help 
sick kids get healthy. That, that's amazing. So that, yeah. that, that'll be the third one. I think that, um, you know, you, 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 if nothing else, you hit a hundred percent on the head when it comes to, especially now in our environment, let's say our atmosphere, it's been a tough three, four years, you know, global yes. pandemic, um, different viewpoints, you know, people, different things. And I think, you, the more you, the better you carry yourself, and the and the better energy you can put out there, it's going to affect the people that are around you, adjacent to you, whether they really know it or not. There's something to be said about just killing them with kindness, I guess. I mean, it yes. sounds like a very you know glyph term, but it, but it, it's very true. I, mean, I think how you carry yourself, you can you can have that effect on on someone next, and and we should do it more often for sure. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm around people all the time that um, after I'm, I'm away from them, I'll tell somebody, God, you just, just can't be can't help yourself, but you feel better when you're around them. Right. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so you want to you want to kind of act like that and, and um, make that more a part of you. But, yeah, they just naturally make you feel better. And, and uh, we need more of that. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Um, you can find. So Todd has a website, uh, www.slipstreamshaman.com. Uh, and then, of course, your socials. You're on Instagram at Slipstream Shaman. You're on Twitter at Slipstream Todd W. Uh, any other promotion we can help you with, Todd? Anything you want to throw out there? Yeah, unfortunately, with Twitter, Slipstream Shaman was one letter too long. And so- oh, is that why? I was wondering because I was looking at it like, wait a minute, this doesn't match up. Yeah, it was <laughs> okay. one letter too long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just started with TikTok. I, I don't know how to put something on it yet. But that one is Nobody Todd Wilson's author. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, you know, I'm I'm probably 50 years too old, old, you know, past <laughs> knowing how to work that thing. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm trying to just figure out all the different ways to to get this to people. Instagram is the best one. Okay. Slipstream Shaman. If you can follow me there, all the new things will be on that. So um, each time we do a polymedella to help to help the a big part of the, mm-hmm. of the population, that'll be announced there. Um, new book stuff will be announced there. Any, anytime I'm on a show, it'll be announced there okay. uh, coming up. So th- that's a great place to start is with the Instagram and, okay. and uh, follow me and, and, and we'll get things going. And, and then, yeah, just the social media and, and YouTube, there's a slipstream shaman YouTube. There's only two videos on it right now. One of them shows you Desi, uh, the other one just talks about the oh. book, but there's going to be a wow. lot more videos on that. Okay. No, fantastic. Fantastic. Um, we'll have all these in the show notes uh, for the listeners, you know, so if we're interested, you know, people can reach out and hopefully, God, maybe Todd, one of these days are, are you know, our paths may cross. Like I said, I'm, I go to Utah often. Josh, of course, lives there. Um, I'm in Washington, so I'm not too far from Oregon. Um, just really refreshing knowing what you're doing for some people, um, how you're doing it, how you're affecting them. Um, just kudos on you. You know, I, I think that's, that's, that's neat. So yeah, very nice of you. Thank yeah, you. Fantastic. Um, if you want to go ahead and stay off there, we'll thank you off air real quick, everybody. Uh, that was Todd Wilcox. Thanks for coming on. All right. Yeah. And like I said, um, just interesting. I think at the end, Knowing that he had other concerns with paranormal, talking about aliens, talking about cryptids, talking about, and and I didn't want to cut him off, but when he goes, oh, I firmly Bigfoot's an inner man, I'm like, fuck, I knew it. Because that we- goddamn time, <laughs> thank you. Because everybody we've to- had on had just fucking laugh that idea right out of the door. I wanted to give know? him an electronic high five. I, it was funny. I saw the smile on your face when he said that. I'm like, oh, Josh is getting his. All right. Yeah, I was like, thank you. Is it so hard to believe <laughs> Nobody's that this listen thing to that no one can find the physical remains of, but millions of people have seen, uh-huh. 
doesn't exist the way we think normal day-to-day objects like this fucking fat-ass cat that's snoring next to me and probably projecting portals this is the one that does that by the way i was gonna um, say i think you have one cat that actually does that and that's probably yeah, yeah and she's snoozing so there's probably like a thousand portals to a thousand dimensions open right now yeah uh bring we, me we some can cheese wrap, steak yeah, we can wrap this up if you want to go explore a portal but no it would just well, i don't know how to get into them yeah well ask the cat yeah but anyway, well, it's just very interesting. Um, I liked his viewpoint on it, liked where he was going to go. Uh, again, you know, he had some background. I'm really kind of the whole quantum room thing. I, maybe I was a dummy, but I wasn't quite sure what he was explaining. Oh, man. You know uh, what I mean? So what I, I I didn't pick up on that from you from the way you were asking the questions or else I would have jumped in with uh, the analogy that was in my head. Um but like, it seemed kind of similar to me to like bringing it back to pop, pop culture. Okay. And you know where I love pop culture to be, <laughs> but it reminded me of uh, like the mirror dimensions in um, the Dr. Strange movies where like, Oh, it's a safe okay. place to go to work on your uh, work on your shit. I mean, work on your skills and your yeah. magic shit without destroying the universe right, or the right. multiverse. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, okay. um, that's like immediately what popped into my head when he started talking about that stuff. That's a good, viewpoint. which was why I was like, yeah. I want to know more about this. But then you were asking questions about it and the answers were like, oh, OK, that is kind of what I thought it was you were going to say. So I yeah. figured whatever, you know, well, it but, makes me think because my mind started wandering a little bit like what would my quantum room be? You know, if we had to pick our little safe zone. You know, what's that look like for, and, and again, individuals are different, but you kind of care. did, I don't know if you thought about that, but my mind started kind of wandering a bit when he mentioned it and he was describing it and I was kind of, and then he mentioned, and I didn't ask because we kind of ran out of time, but he was talking about a lot of the quantum rooms for some of his clients, people he helps. A lot of them are underwater. And I found yeah. that very interesting. I'm like, oh, okay. And that's, why is that? Like in a soothing way is in like, or are they drowning. Uh, I mean, cause I you know, yeah, exactly. I yeah, kind of yeah. had the same thought of like in a soothing way is in like a underwater hotel, like kind of like, cause water is generally thought of as like soothing. You know what I mean? Like if you put it like even putting a little fountain on your desk and hearing the sound of running water right. will lower your bro- right, blood right. pressure. Right. You know, yeah. like water is an intrinsic part of human life. Well, well, here's the other thing with water. Water actually is, um, it holds, frequencies different and it yeah. holds energy different I and mean, it's known to do that so maybe that's why maybe they're leaning towards it because i mean look when the full moon's out and the fucking tides are going crazy on the beaches it's the same thing you know i mean it yeah yeah does it's affect. a denser medium than air yeah 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 so i mean there's yeah. something there maybe that's why why it's picked or people are drawn to it i, I don't know i don't know it's interesting so yeah uh yeah that is interesting i, I was also like is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, is it because water is soothing or is it because they feel like they are drowning? Yeah. Yeah. It could go either way. You know, hopefully not the latter, but uh, hmm. one of yeah. us probably should have asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're thinking of it and dialing back up, I guess. Oh, now he's coming back. We'll do that. Well, you know, yeah. uh, I would actually, I would not mind talking to that guy again. No, like, no, not at all. And his buddy who's talking about uh, Ron or John or whoever. Ron. Holy yes. shit. I'm like, he started going down that road and I was like, Oh, yeah, uh, just crazy. Uh, you know, like I said, kudos on him. Um, I've got the book on order, so when I get it, you know, uh, listeners or patrons, maybe we'll do a book review on it. Uh, very interesting, you know, we thought. 
on our side. Um, and with that being said, you know, this is the end of season six. You know, we made it this far. So we'll be down for about a month and a half. Uh, we're going to put replays up. We'll, I'll try to pick some good ones. And again, if you're listening to this before the replays go up, if you guys have a request or something like maybe you, you haven't looked in the back catalog library, do and maybe you know we can pull that out. you know let us know you know write us at strange uncles at gmail.com call us at 801-252-6945 oh man i, I was gonna make a cum it. joke in there you son of a bitch okay let's do it again um 801-252-69 i'm dreaming of a jizz <laughs> christmas such an asshole yeah you're welcome anyway yeah if we're gonna end you on a note we're gonna end with that note but um but let us know and then also patreon members we will have some other bonus stuff landing i'm probably not weekly but we'll have a few tidbits out there for you because it's the least we could do so we appreciate um you guys and we appreciate the listeners too by all means you know we'll come back with season seven and god we already got some interviews lined up already got some write-ups started i don't know Looking forward to it. It's going to be. I hear twenty twenty three is a fine vintage year. We'll see mm. what it. Uh, we'll see what it holds compared to twenty twenty two. So, oh, you know, could it be worse? Maybe. Mm, don't jinx. Will us. it be worse? Probably. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just waiting Downers. for the fucking elections to get done here in what six days now, and we'll see fucking what the. What you the, ready for that crimson tide? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, dude! I don't even want to talk about it. Anyway, well, you know what? I did my uh, I don't due know. diligence. My faith is you know? in humanity for the moment. Um, I'm going to actually, speaking of, never mind. Yeah. Speaking of Crimson Tides, I'm going to try and talk the old lady into letting me watch uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, shit. <laughs> after this. God damn it. That's funny. Yeah, I love sleeping soundly. So I'm just going to like watch horrific nightmares of uh, what human beings can do to each other. <laughs> it's just so sad. You know what? Why am I, I like this? I, I'll tell you, dude. I'll, I did my due diligence. I already handed in my um, my ballots, you know, the wife and I. So, you know, we'll see. Any any little bit Oh, helps, yeah. For sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I love about the weird pragmatism of the super red majority in this fine state of Utah is that they fucking love vote by mail. Like they are not buying into that aspect of the big lie at all. No, no, no. Which I find hilarious. Got my ballots a couple weeks ago. My ballots. Sorry, I'm not committing fraud. (laughs) The wife and I got our ballots a couple weeks ago, fill them out. Like I, I dropped those at the Dropbox, like, a couple weekends ago, like before Halloween. Oh, good for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and by the time you guys listen to this episode, you know, um, <laughs> there will, the voting will be over and maybe we're wrong, but I don't know. We'll see what, um, we'll see what the outcome may be. Again, we're not a political podcast, but Josh and I both kind of pay attention to the world and the country because we give a shit about it. And, uh, you know, there's that. So, yeah. Yeah. Know. Don't come yeah. here for your political takes probably however um or do i don't know i don't (laughs) care whatever you want to do uh but also don't say i'm not political because you kind of have to be at some point you you kind of have to pay attention yeah at at least a little bit it affects everybody every yeah if you if you think of yourself as apolitical you should probably start paying attention and that's probably about all the time from this paranormal podcast we should devote to (laughs) politics yep yep but you know Uh, Vote your conscience, vote for who you think is going to make a difference. Um, And more importantly, get out in your community and get to know your neighbors. And, uh, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Be nice. If you can't do anything else, kill kill them with kindness. That's the, that's the end of the deal. That's what works for me. 
or at least I haven't got shot yet for doing that. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> a twist but. on the old uh, <laughs> cartel proverb. <laughs> you can have our kindness or you can have our lead. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, but uh, with that being said, man, good luck. I know I'll talk to you off and on, you know, in this little downtime, but uh, I know you got a lot of shit going on work-wise. Um, work through it. Like I said, you know, and the same thing with here on my side, I got some things. But uh, like I said, you know, we were gearing up for season seven and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I don't know. You got yeah. anything else? Uh, Shane, I'll see you way sooner than this, but uh, listeners, I will see you intermittently on Patreon and uh, in otherwise in January. In hell. Yeah. Or that. I mean, you never know. You know how I feel about being cold. So January, February, <laughs> it, that is. I might be right at the right at the gates, just warming up my bum. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, cool. Well, we'll end it there. Everybody, we will catch you on the flip side in 2023. Close the gates. Close them.